Welcome to Games Hub, a crypto talk show with investors, influencers, and remarkable personalities. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Games Hub, a crypto talk show with our investors, partners, and remarkable personalities. My name is Tina. I am from the Games Hub team and will host today's episode. Special guest, meet Hector, the first play to earn NFTG. Hello, Hector. How are you doing today? I am well. How about yourself? Great. Thank you very much. <clears throat> today is going uh, to be a very cool episode, actually. Uh, we're going to discuss the future of play to earn and NFT gaming, and we are eager to hear our guests' views. Uh, before we start, I'd like to remind our community that you guys can write your questions down in the live chat right here, and guests will answer them at the end of the discussion. Introductory, like a smooth entrance into our convo, please tell us about your background. How have you entered the gaming space? Yeah, sounds good. Um, a little bit of my background is uh, I, was in, I got into the 3D world since I was in high school, I want to say, uh, where I actually did a lot of competitions with 3D modeling and 3D animation and rigging. And then from there, I went to school, college, and got that degree for CGI, basically. Um, I also have background skills in like troubleshooting electrical and mechanical aspects on aircrafts, because uh, most of that experience came from when I used to serve in the Air Force. Uh, I used to tr- I troubleshoot a lot of software, so, and I oversighted over 50 personnel um, to make sure they're always on task, completing their certifications and making sure that everybody's proficient, effective, and, safe, and safety, of course. Uh, with that experience, I was able to basically kind of transition myself into back into the gaming. Uh, I mean, for the gaming aspect, I was a gamer since I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure you guys remember, my very first game was Pokemon Red version from Game Boy Color. Uh, that was my very first game I ever played. Uh, since then, I got into Devil May Cry 2, I believe. And from there, I was experienced into the live-action adventure game. And that kind of got me into more, into buying more games, getting into the gaming, understanding how the challenges, the mechanics are working. And throughout the time, through military career and just having fun playing games, uh, that's when I got into, uh, that's when I got into poker. Uh, I met the CEO, who's the main founder, and I'm the co-founder. Uh, from the conversation we have, we were just talking about just mainly crypto because this was like around 2017. So just talking about crypto. And then he mentioned he always wanted his own poker game. And I was like, oh, that's kind of kind of cool. I always wanted to play poker as well. Like it would be cool to like um, manage a poker game. But I kind of wanted to gamify it in a way where not only poker players plays the game, but also crypto users and gamers like me so with intense research we're able to game of five and that's how we got into oh that's how i entered into the gaming space that's amazing i said poker is fun and uh, as far as i know our co-founder constantly is a gamer as well so that's fun okay uh you know we live in a world where the gaming industry is at the forefront of technological investments roughly three billion people are playing uh, video games right now around the world, which is about 4% of the global population, which is crazy. The gaming industry is evolving at an unprecedented uh, speed. 
what is your vision of the current state of the gaming industry? Uh, uh, my vision would be it's going to grow no matter what. Because I grew up in an era where people were talking about games were just a waste of time, uh, not fun, uh, do something with your career, you know what I mean? And here we are in 2022 where gaming is actually kind of taking a little bit over the, I don't say all over the world, but it's, it's changing the era of what gaming used to be. But yeah, I believe it's going to grow in a way where not only like in crypto gaming, but also in the gaming itself. Because, I mean, there's already a lot of researching and intense projects already started, even with Activision, Budgie. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it's going to grow. And can't wait to see what's going to happen. <laughs> right. We all are highly excited about this. I also cannot wait. Um Play to earn games are taking the gaming industry by storm. It's exceptional gaming model that rewards players with NFTs and crypto that could be the in-game uh, token of popular cryptocurrency. What are other advantages of the play to earn model? Other advantage of the play to earn model is for me, in my the way I see my perspective, is we're having gamers being exposed to uh with a little hint of crypto and the NFT market. Uh, from there, I could see that would be a, a smooth transition into like a, you know, with the player to earn model. Uh, this would not only expose them with the crypto market, but have them understand how the, how everything works, really. How the power is coming from and everything. Uh, other advantages are basically loyal and the growth of the community. Uh, I'm a big person when it comes to being uh, as open and communicate to everybody. Even if somebody's like being harsh, because I know Telegram uh, could be very, very harsh, but fully understand their situation, where they're coming from and talk to them back. Uh, but yeah, loyalty with the community, because uh, your community is the growth of your play to earn model. So that's one of the advantages you got to look into as well as take as much advantage as possible with your community um, uh, to deliver the game that they want in sense. Oh. But yeah, I feel like it's, I know there's more, uh, especially with the blockchain environment, but that's very more, uh, more in depth, <laughs> uh, which goes off this question. <laughs> right. That's correct. Community building is <clears throat> huge role. Um, okay. We see a lot of, uh, of play to earn games emerging today, but not all of them are able to survive uh, the current rough market conditions. So what should a play to earn game have to be have to be successful and outperform the competition, in your opinion? Uh, for us, what we do is we it kind of goes back to the question three is understand what the community wants. Uh, some of the some of them want certain things that obviously because we're we're kind of like a non-gambling platform. So for us, we just have to be very careful on how we market things because again, we're not we're not gambling. So you have to understand what the community wants and communicate with them some of the situation. Let them understand, let them feel like they're a number within the the uh, the gaming industry. Uh and that's why I tell like most of my monitors is make sure when you talk to these uh everybody, they're all gamers, you know, they all want to be part of poker. So uh just have them make them feel like they're welcome. Uh most importantly for me, though, is the transparency. Uh, 
be transparent as much as possible to your community. Um, make them feel like they're really important, like they're actually part of part of the crew, you know. And that's what I believe in because, like, every comment that I see, every idea that I see, um, I never judge if it's dumb or not. I just because some ideas are very good, some ideas may not apply to it, but can apply to something else in the future of the games that we're doing. But yeah, just make them feel welcome and be as transparent to the community and you'll see the growth from there because that's how it works. <laughs> that is correct. Right now, um, prioritizing a game economy and financial aspects, right? Many developers pay less attention to the quality of the game play itself. What are other problems that a play to earn niche is facing today? Uh some of the problems that I see is they're not really communicating. And again, it kind of goes back with question four and three. I uh, started to keep bringing it up. Uh, but a lot of the situation that I've seen that hasn't been like really good is when there's no communication with the, from the company to the community. Because uh, it is a crypto entity market, uh, play to earn market, that's how it is, um, where you need to communicate on a daily basis with your community in a sense where um, they, because for the play to earn model, in order to advance in a way, yeah, your community has to do it for you too. Because they could share it, they could help out, they could expose it more, not just the company itself. Uh, another thing that I've seen that hasn't been much of a success is the transparency part. Um, and that could delay, and that could cause the, the loss of trust. Because you need to build that trust with the community. So if you lose that trust, it's kind of like it's not looking good for the company. And that's, that's I've seen a lot of issues with that as well. Yeah, perfect set. What can I add? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, gamers are so enthusiastic about their favorite games that some spend hundreds <clears throat> of dollars just to get an upgrade on their avatar or access a committed in-game item uh, that will give them a leg up. Not only gamers though, but also investors are very optimistic about the future of play to earn gaming model. What are um, your predictions, uh, you know, as to of the future of play to earn gaming? Uh, my predictions, uh, it's a 50-50. That's our predictions are. Uh, the way I wanted to see it is to grow not only exponentially, but to also give the community what they're asking for. You know, for me, I'm a poker, we're, we're a poker game, but for somebody else that's like a live action game, a venture game, to make sure they deliver what the community wants. Uh, to understand what you're going for, to give them the, the challenge, because I'm a gamer as well, like I said, uh, I like challenges when it comes to playing a game. So give them the challenge they need, give them the the value of why the game is that important. Uh, I feel like all of that will be really, really good for the play to earn entity gaming. And if they follow that, the gaming industry studios follows that, they understand the community, they're able to deliver, they make them feel like uh, there's some type of value of what's going on. And at the same time, if gaming industry talks to other gaming industry, built like a better metaverse, that, that will be very, very good. Uh, that's what I want to see. Uh, that's what I want where we all come together and just make the best games ever for not just ourselves, but, you know, for everybody to have fun. 
because it is a game no matter what. Uh, that's what I want. That's my prediction. <laughs> others, I could have others that might say not. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, uh, I'm pretty sure we're over with the questions, like main questions for the you know for today's interviews. Uh, thank you, Hector, <clears throat> for all the answers. Now, dear community, uh, you guys can write all your questions in the live chat near this video, and we will try to answer them. Now, let me check. Okay, uh, there's a question from Jay Angs. Why would anyone want to play a browser game when they can play on their PCs? Will crypto somehow get integrated into regular games? Uh, it really depends on what every user is different. Um, for me, I have PC, I have an Xbox, and I have a phone. Most of the games I play is on my phone. Uh, which is like applications or even browsing the same way. There are also people around the world where they can't really afford a gaming PC. So having the ability, having good internet and a browsing site to play the game is actually kind of, kind of pretty, uh, pretty useful in that case. Um, but yeah, it really depends on not the demographic, but what the user is looking for, really. Because again, like I said, I have a PC game. Uh, I have a video game console, Xbox, I have my phone. So it really depends what you're trying to look for to play the game. So, but I believe that having the browsing game for a lot of people around the world who's not uh, able to get a PC game is a start for them to earn some type of income with the play to earn model and as well have fun as well. Got it. Okay, that's amazing. Uh, Makat from YouTube. Do you have a favorite play to earn an NFT game besides poker? <laughs> Did this game inspire you while developing your own products? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, from everybody's standpoint, because everybody knows this game, uh, the very first game I played that were like a play to earn model was Axie Infinity. And I was highly impressed of the functionality, how it was working, and how it it really took me surprised that um, that it opened it gave me like a different vision of how play to earn models should be. Uh, they gamified in a way because again, I used to play, my very first game is Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Red, Axie Infinity. It's all about raising, breeding, battling. So it kind of brought me that childhood of mine, and it was good. I had exactly a good time playing it. But yeah, uh, Axie Infinity was the one and it kind of gave me an inspiration like, okay, corporate entities into our, our own game, understanding what the community wants. And I think from that aspect, we kind of went from like a gambling perspective to a non-gambling uh, in order to fit the poker players and gamers too. Of course, you want to take all the best out of, you know, other people's ideas, kind of adapt uh, for your project. Okay, uh, next question is from RYU uh, from YouTube. Do you think X Infinity laid the foundation for player uh, play to earn games, or it was just hype and there are other games that did better? Uh, I'm not sure you guys heard of Crypto Kitties. Uh, that's one of them that was like a, it was similar to like a play to earn model. But I think Axie blew up really exponentially uh, a lot is because they were able to help around the world, um, especially for worlds where like there were countries where like the income is not as high 
uh, where you play a Axie Infinity game and then they're earning almost like middle class level. So, and that was like a foundation of saying like, hey, play to earn model can work. Uh, yes, there was a lot of hype to Axie Infinity. It was blowing up so much, but it it happened because their their business plan, their the way to go with it, it worked. So I really believe that they had a big start for a lot of other gaming player gaming out there. Amazing. That's cool. Um, next question. YouTube as well. Uh, hi, Hector. I have a question for you. As far as I know, Gamespad is working on their own metaverse. Does Parker have plans to participate in this metaverse? <laughs> uh, next is a really good question. Neither I don't know because I don't want to... <laughs> Uh, but we do have our managing director that's communicating with you guys on a daily basis. Um, he doesn't give me details because he kind of wants me. He, he's a person that likes to surprise me and I like surprises. <laughs> so if it is, it'll be awesome. We can figure something out. If it's not, there's always ways to we could incorporate things and combine things together. But I like that question. That was pretty good. Sure. Looking forward to it, of course. <laughs> Uh, JJ Okocha from YouTube. What are the main advantages of uh, play-to-earn games over traditional games besides rewards? I think we already discussed it, but okay, someone's wondering. Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of the advantages of uh, kind of the all right. Let me see. Best way to talk about it is the play-to-earn concept. It gives you, it gives the community a value, some type of value where they could feel like. Um, they could sell, like for us, our entities, you could sell it, trade, things like that. So you could get some, some type of cash back. Uh, but there's more value to it because you actually are part of a community, part of a gaming industry. Uh, I know we talked about it, uh, but to rephrase it, I think it was in question four or three, where we I mentioned where if the community, the play to earn industry, with especially with Telegram, we are very more open and very communicative with the whole community versus like the gaming tr traditional gaming industry. Uh, but little by little, I just want to see the whole, everything grows. I want traditional gaming to advance too, like to import the metaverse style as well. Sure. From YouTube. Some people in the industry call play to earn games, outright scams and Ponzi's in your opinion. Why do these people think that? And what would be your answer for them? Uh, for this one, uh, I have seen situations that happens before. Uh, I don't want to say positive, but, but scans where they just disappear out of nowhere. Uh, really, just do your diligence to like research as much as, po much as possible of the company. Uh, I'm the type of person like sometimes following the herd may not be a good thing. Understand why the herd's going there is a better thing to see it. <clears throat> so uh, for me, yeah, yeah. Just don't follow the hype. Uh, just understand why there's a hype for it. Research that company or that gaming industry. Uh, that way the scan doesn't happen. Uh, there's a whole different things about that. Um, I kind of believe that more. It's more like a blockchain aspect for it. But yeah, just be very careful. <clears throat> but not all of it. Not all of us are like that too. So some of us actually do believe creating a game is and making it and delivery to the community that they want it is more like important to just right. be careful. <laughs> D Y O R forever. 
Huh? <laughs> from LinkedIn. Uh, how did poker manage to survive the bear market while many other play-to-e game, uh, games just disappeared? Uh, for me or for us, uh, what we did is we basically, you always had to be prepared for the crypto market. We knew the crypto market, uh, the winter is going to come. It's, it happens every three to four years. It's a, you can see it through the history. So we were, I don't say we were, yeah, we were prepared in a way that it's going to happen soon. We just didn't know how soon, which happened pretty quick. Uh, for us, we survived by being transparent to the community. We're like, hey, we're still going. We're still going. The crypto market is not going to affect us because our goal is to deliver a game to you guys. So if other industries are able to be prepared for things like that, at the same time, be as transparent as the community, you'd be fine. Uh, I do feel bad some of the gaming industry that kind of like disappear or were able to survive. Um, but I do hope they could come back or at some point become better at the next port. Right. You guys are doing great. <laughs> oh, thank cool. you. Um, any new perks in the plan for those who bought the poker NFTs? Asks EK from YouTube. Uh, yes. Uh, we do have some things coming out. Uh, I can't say, even though I, I mentioned how being transparent is very important, but I can't say due to surprises. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, I can tell you this, as soon as our, because I'm not sure if many people know, so we are transitioning from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5. So we want to make sure all the, all the functionality, the mechanics, and plus the Unreal 5 perks they have, uh, we're able to use it more. The use case will be more valuable to it. So it all depends on the outcome for that. And then from there, we're able to transition what the entities were bought before, what they could do now on on Religion 5. Yeah, you guys heard this. It's going to be a surprise. Who doesn't love surprise, right? Um, Sujit from YouTube. When poker listing on Binance Exchange? That one? (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Ah, man, that one. I don't work in the, like my managing director, he's the one that goes into listing and everything. I focus more on the gaming. That one I do want to see happen soon. Uh, Keywords soon. (laughs) Uh, But it all comes down to, because I can't say who we talk to, but I know that uh, we got approval that our game is not gambling. And with a lot of these exchanges, they don't support gambling platforms. But because our game, our game is non-gambling, and they some of them approved it. That's all I can say. Uh, it just comes out when will it happen? Um, it's not Binance. I can say that right now. Uh, but I do believe that we are coming for you, Binance. Just be ready. <laughs> yes, let's cross fingers for this. You guys are excited for you. Um, Metalhead from YouTube. Why should I play poker and not virtual? Poker. Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody has different tastes. Uh, the reason why I think you should try out poker, it's almost like you're trying out food. Like, hey, you may not like it, but try it out. See what happens. See if you like it. If you like it, awesome. If you don't, no worries. You know, uh, I really believe that everybody should try the poker game because it's not like our every traditional poker game out there. It's, it's gamified. There's challenges, there's rewards, there's NFTs, there's uh, 
accessories you could attach to your NFTs. Uh, on top of that, there's ways where you could, I'm not trying to spill the, spill the beans, but uh, there's a lot more things where you could deal with our game where traditional poker can't. Uh, for poker players, if you're just a standard poker player, it is going to be kind of, I feel like it's going to be a little bit different because, again, our game is very gamified. All good, all good, amazing. That's very nice. Um, okay, so I guess our questions are over as well. Thank you, Hector. It was a pleasure to have you today and hear all the useful information from such an expert. I'm sure our community has gained tons of knowledge today. Um, maybe, I don't know, you want you have something to plug in, something to announce. Uh, somebody told me, the marketing director they told me not to say this, so I'm going to do it. There is a sneak peek coming out of UE5 and how it works with our game, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I can't tell you when it will be releasing, uh, but we do have Unreal 5, our poker game, working in Unreal 5. There is a map level already where you can see the graphics, how much it changed, how much of a use case it will be. Um, so stick around for that. We have one more question coming up. Um, will, will we be able to stack our poker NFTs? So what we're doing in our with the NFT aspect, we're doing what's called NFT merging. Um, it's still in works, but the purpose of NFT merging is basically for every NFT that you earn, uh, you're able to merge it. And the more you merge, uh, it'll end up being like a hologram. Uh, the use case of the NFTs inside the poker game is you'll be able to swap your dealers around. So, for example, the entity that you have, let's just say it's uh, Pluto, and you swap the traditional dealer that's on the table to a Pluto, uh, you'll be able to collect some perks on the table, uh, like the pot, you'll be able to double XP or triple XP, depending on the rare rarity of your card or entity card. Uh, so there is different use cases inside the game where we're trying to make it max as much as possible, where it doesn't bend the rule fully. So, yeah. I hope that answers your question, boss. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing amazing. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining Games Hub today, a crypto talk show with our investors, partners, and remarkable personalities. From UTC on YouTube Live on Thursday. Thank you very much, Hector, for your time. Thank you for having me. And hello, everybody. And thank you guys for all your questions. <laughs> thank you. No problem. Stay tuned with Games Hub, a crypto talk show by GamesPad.